Hello and welcome. Bienvenido. Hello. And assalamu alaikum. Welcome to AO Access to Success, the podcast series developed by the AO Access Task Forces to broaden your perspectives for personal and professional development. Today's podcast is hosted by Dr. Marinis Pirpiris, the lead for the AO Access Task Force Mentorship. I am delighted to be hosting this new podcast in the AO Access to Success series, looking to facilitate your personal and professional development and by exploring dimensions of clinicians as leaders. I have the pleasure of welcoming our co-host, Dr. Lynette Spaulding, for today's podcast titled Leading Transformation for an Inclusive Environment. We have the honor of discussing this important topic with Professor Jeff Wong, Chairperson of the Global Spine Congress and of the Community Development Chairperson Platform. Lynette, may I hand over to you to say a few words and to introduce our guest. Thank you, Marinus. My name is uh, Lynette Spaulding. I'm an orthopaedic trainee from the east of England, and I'm delighted to be involved with this podcast today. We are delighted to have as our guest today, Professor Jeff Wong, Professor Wong is an internationally recognised spinal surgeon, educator and researcher. He's held numerous leadership roles in prestigious medical organisations, including being past president of the North American Spine Society, the Cervical Spine Research Society and the Society for Brain Mapping and Therapeutics. His contributions to the field have been recognised with multiple honours, such as the 2020 Spine Advocacy Award from the North American Spine Society and the Senior Achievement Award from the American Academy of Orthopaedic Surgeons. Hi. Uh, well, well, first of all, thank you for, for including me in this great project. I'm delighted to be here, and I'm, I'm so happy to talk about leadership. Having had uh, numerous leadership roles in, in other organizations, I can tell you that Leadership is something that I've always been fascinated by. And in my experience with other organizations and with the AO, you know, I've seen great leaders. I've seen good things. I've seen bad things. And it's something that I, I really find fascinating. I really study. And, and I'm really always trying to improve myself uh, by learning how to become an effective leader. So this is a topic that is of high interest to me. Jeff, you're in an excellent position to be sharing with us experience on leading transformation for an inclusive environment. My first question relates to inclusion. What does it actually mean? And how does it relate to AO leadership? Well, I think in order to have an, any effective organization and to make progress, to, to have innovation and really evolve with the, with the times, the people who are involved have to feel included. And when I look at inclusion, it's really about people feeling like they're, they're belonging to the organization. They feel it's a safe, productive environment, and it makes them want to contribute and bring value to the organization. So for me, being inclusive is not only just being diverse, but creating an environment where people feel like they belong. And when, when you create an environment like that, it, it really brings out the best in people. It makes them so much more comfortable. And then you don't have to worry about feelings of being uncomfortable, feelings of being an outsider, you really get the best out of everyone in that organization because all that stuff is put aside and you really just get the most productive, honest, 
and most transparent uh, ideas from, from those people. So I think it's important to be inclusive and create an environment where people feel like they're, they're valued and they're, they're part of that organization. Because if you don't feel like you're part of that organization, you're just not going to get the best out of people. So for me, it, it's something that's very important. And to me, it just it's hard to articulate the words of how people feel included. It, it's almost like being a friend and feeling like you're part of something bigger. Transformational communities are best achieved through transformational leadership and committed organizations. Jeff, how important do you feel the leadership of the AO will be to the journey and how do you feel it will influence transformation? I believe that for the AO, the leadership of AO is going to be tremendously important to transform the foundation and create an environment where people feel like they're part of the organization. So the, the, the leadership is critical. Uh, they're the ones that set the policies. They're the ones that are going to have to understand the need for new policies or maybe altering current guidelines or policies and altering the environment to allow that transformation to take place. Because when we talk about transformation, we're really talking about a change. And change often is very uncomfortable for people. But if, if, if the people who are involved see that the leadership is engaged and, and want to make that change, they'll, they'll feel like, hey, it's okay to make this change. I feel more comfortable with it. And so I do think the leadership of AO is going to be critically important. They're not only the leading people and set the guidelines, the policies, and things that are going to allow that to change, but they're also kind of the role models of the people who are, are sort of at the forefront of the organization. The members look to them for guidance. They look at them as role models. And, and I think they're going to set the tone for sort of the, the feeling or sort of the philosophy of the foundation. And if we can make that philosophy be one of inclusion, diversity, and changing for the better, I think people are going to feel so much more comfortable with that. The, the other thing to understand is when we talk about how important the leadership of AO will be to this journey, it's not only just the president, the trustees, the foundation board at the higher levels, but I, I kind of see it throughout all the levels. You know, the AO is built on personal relationships, and I think every member. Um, at every stage of leadership, whether it's something in their region, in their country, whether it's something even locally, um, they need to feel like they're leaders and they're part of it. And they need to set the stage because no matter who you are or what stage you're at in your career, there are some people or, that are above you sort of on the hierarchy. And there are many people that are below you that look to you as a role model. So, so I would challenge everyone, not just the leadership of, of the foundation, but the leadership throughout the entire organization to participate in this transformation. The AO has committed to this journey where the AO itself is taking up the mantle of the transformation agent, where all our members, regardless of their diverse backgrounds, are more fully able to commit themselves to the work of the AO, thereby ensuring our member-based organization is able to fulfill its mission. Part of this journey will energize our diverse member base as we build trust and as we make more meaningful connections. How do you see us energizing and inspiring our members and building on the themes of diversity and inclusion? Well, I think the way we energize and inspire our members uh, building on, on these themes, I think there's two, two things. Uh, number one, the leadership has to set the environment, set the, the stage, as we talked about, set the guidelines, change the rules so that 
it allows for, for this transformation and they, they create the environment that's there. But the other thing is that the leaders, we have to listen. We have to listen to our members because we may not understand things from their point of view. So from an organization and from a leadership base, we, we try to do the best we can. But then what we, what we don't know is we have to understand how it's viewed from the other side. How do, are those people that don't feel included or maybe don't feel as included, they don't feel as engaged with the society, we have to think about it from their point of view and listen to them, right? We have to listen to them and see what their needs are so, so that we can help them come into the organization and feel totally engaged. You know, I, I give an example at the recent Global Spine Congress meeting, we had some sessions on diversity and especially uh, females in spine surgery. And one of the things that was so emotional to me was uh, seeing this young female surgeon and she gave a comment. She said, for the first time, I saw a role model that inspired me. And for me, I was, it was so emotional for me. I, I, get, I get kind of emotional thinking about that because that's not something that is that obvious. It's not something that I would just look at this person and feel like she needed that. And so for me, it made me realize there's a lot we don't know from the other viewpoint. And so I think one of the things that we're going to have to do to include these members, energize them, and, and get them engaged is to really listen to them. And figure out the, the, all their needs. Because if we knew all that, we could just do it right now. And we have to understand our own limitations as leaders in the organization. Because we do have a lot of limitations, and we have to listen to them. Many who consider this topic focus on the disadvantages of specific groups. However, it's also becoming evident that there needs to be a focus on how diversity may affect and enhance workplaces and organizations that seek to embrace the journey. What do you feel are the most important traits of the expedition's leaders and first followers in ensuring their message is both understood and incorporated into daily practice? I think everyone has their own leadership style. For me, one of the things that's really influenced me is a, a book called Good to Great, uh, written by Jim Collins. And what he talked about was being a level five leader. And for me, being a level five leader is pretty simple. It means you always put the priorities and the goals of the organization over your own personal needs. And for me, that always means be humble. Don't worry about your own personal ego or your own personal gains. You think about what is best for the organization. As we go on this transformation and we know that if we can create a diverse environment, if we're going to have better growth and innovation, then what we have to do is put our own personal viewpoints aside, our own sort of selfish needs aside, and do what's best for the organization. And so I always look at our leaders as being very humble, admitting to their own mistakes and being not so different than the members of the society and keep working on this and be aware that they have their own viewpoints. And as we talked about earlier, listening to them and understanding their needs because their, their needs are going to be different than, than our needs. And so everyone has their own leadership style. And I think people are effective using different styles. The, the thing that I've seen just the most is being a level five leader, being humble not trying to stand out, trying to be part of the organization. I think that really resonates with, these, with the members. Despite the evidence outlining the benefits of diverse and inclusive multicultural organisations, there may be some who are hesitant. What do you think we have at the AO which will help everyone fully embrace this transformation? The thing that I think that the AO has as an advantage over any other organisation that exists in the world today is we're already geographically and culturally diverse as far as the members. 
I, I can't think of another global organization that encompasses people from all over the world. And so I do think that as far as being diverse and being inclusive and just having different backgrounds of the members, we, we already have that, right? So the, the, I think the most difficult thing that we face will be to admit that there might be a problem or that we can do better. Uh, we can do better because when we're a global organization, it doesn't just mean that we're geographically diverse. It means that we should be diverse as far as cultural, religion, gender, just be all inclusive, right? And so for me, it's about making sure that people understand that we can do better, that we have current limitations. And uh, they always say the first step to solving a problem is identifying and admitting there's a problem. I don't think we have as many problems in this regard in the foundation as, as other organizations, but we can always do better. And I think the people that are more reluctant to change, maybe they don't understand that we can do better. Maybe they think we're already very diverse and inclusive. Maybe they don't see the need for the change. And I, I would say that we need to communicate that we can always do better. Uh, and so I think that may allow people to understand that we need to change things for the better. It seems that our frontline leaders are critical in implementing the AO Access Program, as a program without the right support at all levels may not be successful. It is therefore essential that leaders are able to examine engagement data and understand what it means. It is also essential line managers may have conversations with their employees about helpful changes they may be able to make to improve the engagement. Thinking about how engaged leaders are, the research on engagement levels of leaders may surprise you. The data show that 25% of senior leaders are engaged and 16% of frontline leaders are engaged. No one impacts the state of engagement more than an employee's immediate leader. And most people don't leave their jobs, they leave their bosses and highly engaged leaders tend to have more engaged direct reports. So how would you suggest that we could improve the engagement of our leaders? Well, there's a lot of things we talked about that we can do to improve engagement that are just on the surface. But, but I think this question brings up a, a point that maybe many leaders in the AO don't understand. Or they, they, they understand, but they don't really have an experience themselves. And it's about data. We're all scientists. A lot of the uh, members are physicians, surgeons, scientists. And we all kind of believe in science. And within our different fields, we're, we're publishing data, we're, we're performing studies, we're reading studies. Basically, data and research kind of validates things for us in our professional world. There is more data on leadership uh, than there is in our own particular scientific field. And, and I do think that if people have a hard time sort of understanding why we need to do the change or, or, or why we need to transform, I think we can go to the data. I can think of, uh, I mentioned the book, uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins. There's another book called Built to Last by Jim Collins. And when I read these books, the thing that fascinates me is that these leadership books are almost like scientific papers. When, when I read them, they're giving examples, psychological tests that have been performed, or they talk about behavioral tests that have been performed, which prove their points on leadership. And so I, I think that one thing we can do uh, is go to the data and use the data to, to convince our, our leaders who are scientists that there needs to be a change 
And, and I think when we examine the data, it can make them all better leaders. I know that it's helped me. Uh, I can tell you personally, reading this data and science on leadership has helped me become a better leader. And so I think that is one way we can help uh, prove this to our leaders and also help our leaders by using scientific data to improve their leadership skills. I believe that our access program is, is working on data. In 2019, within our organization, we gathered the data on leadership and trying to see how many leaders are engaged um, and trying to identify problems. And I think based on that scientific data taken from our own organization, that's a great place to start, to start showing our needs, where we can do better, opportunities for improvement. I do think that although people can have personal opinions, there's there's hard evidence and data that we've obtained from our organization that can help prove our points and help guide us into the future on things that we need to transform. This has been a wonderful podcast. I would like to thank our guest, Jeff Wong, for his time and insightful comments in how we may lead transformation for an inclusive environment. As we move forward, and reinforce AO's commitment to diversity, inclusion, and equity, and provide our members with the tools to support inclusive decisions. Communicate our expectations more clearly to all our leadership groups and ensure we commit to this transformational journey. We will build a stronger and more sustainable organization committed to the health and well-being of our members and our leadership groups as we continue to promote excellence in patient care and outcomes in trauma and musculoskeletal disorders. Well, thank you so much. I, I really think that this AO Access program is something that is needed and something that will be a very important foundation for us moving into the future. I'm so happy to be a part of it and, and to see how this can grow and help our organization. Thank you for listening to the AO Access to Success podcast series. Be sure to visit our webpage to facilitate your personal and professional development by exploring dimensions of leadership at AO Foundation, who we are, about AO, AO Access, to join the conversation. Yeah.